Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. So Joe Biden is inaugurated as the 46th president on Wednesday, January 20th. And media and celebrities like J-Lo and Lady Gaga would, you know, dare to heap praise, kiss his feet, give all sorts of adoration, you know, because he's, um, you know, don't say mean things on Twitter like Trump. And, you know, that's what all politics is about. Just being just just don't say mean things. And I guess you get elected. But uh, Kamala Harris is uh, the first woman, uh, first Indian black person, um, well, just person that's not white um to be vice president okay whoop de do so look just because something is historical doesn't make it worthy of praise i mean just like obama in 2009 i couldn't care less about being the first anything if that person is promoting higher taxes suppression of free speech killing babies infringing on law-abiding citizens their rights to bear arms Given LGBTQIZUP, whatever, superiority over religious freedom, subjecting the federal government to accept the insidious critical race theory of retaliation and retribution, more regulations and bureaucrats, bureaucracy just go run wild, selling out our nation's sovereignty to the rest of the world. Enabling illegal immigration and rewarding those criminals with citizenship, along with thousands in their administration, along with Democrat control in the House and Senate that will do the same. Your historic moment is worthless in comparison. All the pearls in the world can't cover that cesspool that is 
the policies of the Democrat Party. From the highways of America, here's the podcast where we talk politics, a little entertainment, some culture, and this and that, from the road to your ears. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. All right, so... Welcome to Trend Chat. I am your host, Brian Bledsoe. And if you want to get in touch with us, uh, look, I mean, at this point, with all the, um, as I mentioned, talking about suppression of free speech, I mean, I mean, we're kind of everywhere now. Um, uh, we were on Parler, I mean, but if you if you don't know, Parler is at this moment still shut down. Um, but um we're on there. Uh, I think we just started on Gab, so that's at Trend Chat on Gab. Um, on Gab, so um, I mean we're still on Instagram and Twitter at Brian L. Bledsoe. So still check us out there, and also um, at Trend Chat twenty four seven on Facebook. But um, I feel like, well, I guess before we get to you know as far as to episode two hundred, I mean maybe uh, won't have that many channels, but yeah so if you want to contact us that way and also uh, something i don't mention often um our email address is at is on uh, what trendchat247 at gmail.com so <clears throat> that's another way to contact us as well so look if you can hear all that in the intro and dismiss it because look you want free quote-unquote free college or health care or maybe just because biden is just a just nicer you know just a nice guy he doesn't say like i said again he don't say mean things and whatever like that he you don't you know he he has better rhetoric or whatever like that whatever so i mean for one that's pretty short-sighted selfish and quite frankly ignorant (laughs) And honestly, it's, it's a shame if you're one of those people that are listening. Look, it's a shame you even vote. To be honest, I mean, look, yeah, I mean, it's your right to vote. Not trying to say you, you know, trying to take away your right and nothing like that. No, it's your right. But I mean, really, people's priorities are just screwed up. I mean, to the detriment um, to the constitution of this country and to just the freedom in general. Uh, I mean, look, I swear, I just need to <laughs> just need to look up getting a dual citizenship somewhere <laughs> um but where actually because everywhere else is just as screwed up too <laughs> i don't know i mean i, I don't know maybe just go live in, in an article or something and watch y'all just live in ruin that y'all give away y'all rights and away to the socialists and live like a new slave just because you know biden's a nice guy so <laughs> but uh anyway uh you know you know is that a bit harsh or whatever like i'm whatever Look, we're almost done as far as here we are. Episode 194 getting close to 200. So, look, it's, it is what it is. Um, you know, another thing I never really uh, gave much thought before um, about the whole issue of secession. <laughs> and I'm saying that right now because you had someone propose a bill, especially in Texas uh, with that particular <laughs> 
uh, request about seceding from the, you know, from the union and all. <laughs> and, um, for one, as soon as you mention that word, everyone starts thinking violence, like it's, you know, like civil war and stuff. Um, but it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, it doesn't, you can do it peacefully, but you know, it tends not to go that way. So that's one reason why, you know, something don't really ain't looking for no civil war. Nothing ain't looking for, you know, none, none of that. Um, but I mean, but if there was a peaceful way to just, you know, okay, look, we just on, we just living in two totally different ways uh, (laughs) as far as how we live our lives. I mean, we just, yeah, at this point, it just seems like there is just, just no point. There's, as far as Biden talking about unity and all that, I mean, how can you unify with people living in two diametrically opposed worldviews? <laughs> I mean, how can you even govern that way? I mean, it's not even where you had where, okay, some believe uh, here a little bit more on this end or a little bit more on that end, but, you know, but we still agree on fundamental um, uh, issues. That's not even the case anymore. We don't, we don't agree on fundamentals of gender, <laughs> um, on the fundamentals of about life. What, you know, and yeah, just simple stuff. I mean, yeah. So, but yeah, like, like I said, I haven't really gave much thought about it, but now if, I mean, I would love if we could, if there was a peaceful way to do this. Um, if some sort of just breaking off and just doing, you know, living in a, uh, just thought another country. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, if Texas was just by itself or something, I'm not saying Texas is just, you know, the beacon of, of conservatism. I mean, cause it ain't, <laughs> uh, I know it seems that way if you're outside of Texas, but trust me, we got just as many, uh, rhinos and people who, you know, claim to be limited government but uh, but once they get to austin they're totally fakes so so and there's a good portion of them so and they're speaking of that they're back in session so and um down in austin and speaking of that um since the last episode um i was planning to go down there and uh, to well to go inside because i did go to austin on the first day of the session uh which was uh january 12th and I, I went down there and, but on the way to Austin, I found out that the Department of Public Safety put out a statement saying that you would have to take a rapid COVID test to even enter the building at the Capitol, um, uh, down in Austin. And once I saw that, I just like, I knew I wasn't going to go inside if I had to, if, taking a test is um something i had to do um mainly because for one the rapid tests are i mean are not as accurate and so the chances of a false positive are higher and i'm not going to take that risk especially with my job i'm not showing any symptoms or anything like that so with you know me being on the road and and the possibility of some sort of um false positive or you know saying i have it then i have to um go through all you know jump through all these hoops just to get back on the road and even if i you know if it came out positive then I, if i want to 
take another test and that, that's another day off. And so, yeah. So I didn't even want to go through all that hassle, um, potentially. Cause I mean, it could easily, you know, obviously I would think it would show that I was, you know, that I don't have it or whatever like that and just move, go on inside. But the other side of it, the possibility and, and the, the potential of missing two weeks, um, just because of, of a false positive test, it just, I'm, you know, I, you know, I'm not getting paid to go <laughs> to do anything, um, to, you know, so yeah, unless I was doing something, let's, you know, unless I was going there to testify in person, maybe, you know, even then, um, I don't know if I want to do it just to testify, even though I did, you know, I wanted to do more on the state level this year. Um, that was kind of uh, a goal, uh, uh, I guess, for this year, as opposed to kind of doing a lot of stuff, you know, outside of Texas. I want to kind of focus on that. Um, I guess I'm whatever that's going to entail is going to have to be outside the capital <laughs> if they still have that, because I'm I'm not going to take that risk of having of being off the road for um for for two weeks at least, uh, just because. So, anyway. <clears throat> Um, I haven't even mentioned that we, we have a guest for this episode, even though you, you hear her every time you play this, you know, an episode of Trent Chat. And so, um, it's a Hillary Kennedy who she does the intro, um, for the, for this very podcast. So we'll talk with her about uh, a number of things, actually, uh, the plan when we started, this interview was uh, to talk about UFC 257 and that, you know, and we did talk about that, but we also um, got to talking about stock, you know, the stock market <laughs> and other stuff like, um, and other stuff just um, about, you know, about a website and, and other, uh, other things. So, um, I, you know, I really enjoyed the interview as always with, uh, with Hillary. So yeah, that that's coming up. But uh, before, before we get to that, you know, now that Joe Biden is um, in office and now, like I said, Democrats having control of both um, houses, the House and the Senate. And, um, you know, Democrats are just all ready to, you know, planning to spin, 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 adding more to to the um, debt to the debt. Now, look, let me just say it right. Say this right now. Look, President Trump spent. Um, you know, he spent money too. He kept, uh, the government spending as well. So he added to the debt as, you know, too. So I'm not going to act like, you know, it just, <laughs> it hasn't happened in the past four years. It has. And that was something we, it's, when I said we, I was thinking, um, uh, thinking about, you know, with heritage action as a symbol, cause every time one of those bills would come up about, you know, more government spending, you know, we would try to be out there and say, look, you need to, you need to cut the spending, but that just never happened. And that's not a surprise. I'm not saying like it was something that where it came out of nowhere. Cause I mean, even during the campaign when president Trump was um, running, he wasn't running as someone that's um, as far as like a fiscal conservative in, in that sense. Um, and, um, and so that, so it wasn't surprising about that particular aspect as far as uh, spending goes. So, so yeah, so we already have that, but here's the, uh, I guess the difference in that. 
Um, as a whole, as far as uh, Republicans, Republicans don't typically run their campaign on spending where they say like, oh, look, we're going to spend money on this and this and that. Um, they don't say spend. Democrats uh, have gotten have changed that word. They just they say invest. <laughs> but invest is just the same thing as spending taxpayer money. Um, but Republicans don't run on that. So, you know, they run during the campaign, especially during the primary, especially they got like a, a conservative uh, primary challenger. Um, they, they run saying that they're going to be fiscally responsible and they're going to, you know, we're for less spending. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to go up to DC and going to, you know, going to advocate for less spending. And, you know, we need to quit spending the taxpayer money, stuff like that. And then they get elected and keep spending <laughs> like the majority of them. So majority, I said more than half, 60% of Republicans just go along and then Democrats, you know, they, that's, that's all they do. That's what they do is spend. And, um, and you know, so Democrats on the other hand, they run on spending money. Like I said, they don't, they don't say spending. They always say like, we're investing in this program and that program and, and this and that and whatever. And so, um, so yeah, they have no shame in when, it, when they get the power to, when it comes to, to spend, you know, there's no limit to what they want to spend when it comes to their proposal. So, so yeah, so that's, uh, that's what we're looking at for the next, um, at least two years. I, I, I keep wanting, I want to say four years, but uh, you know, midterms are coming up in two years. So hopefully there is something that happened in there. Um, um, maybe, you know, hope too much spending will catch people's attention. I highly doubt it. I'm very pessimistic, especially at this point <laughs> about people as far as the majority of people, because you don't need everyone to feel that way. You just need enough to, um, to change. I mean, so, I mean, just look at these runoffs that just happened in Georgia and, and, and everywhere. I mean, you had places, you had these close, um, elections and look, you just need 51%. <laughs> you, that's all you need. So as long as they get 51% of people who want all this uh, crap and want to, um, give away everything they have, what, you know, that's, that's all they need. They don't, they don't need a hundred percent. Um, so anyway, I guess let's get off the depression. <laughs> I guess the depression, <laughs> I guess how it sounds. Um, it, just keeping it real, I guess. That's why I feel right now. But uh, but yeah. So um, I guess we'll move on from this and get to our uh, uh, to our interview with Hillary. So after a word from Young Americans Against Socialism, we'll get right into it. Hey guys, this is Morgan Zegers, the founder and CEO of Young Americans Against Socialism. We are a nonprofit organization working to preserve a free, fair, and prosperous America for generations to come, all by equipping our generation with the truth about socialism. If you're interested in watching our educational videos, donating to the cause, joining the Ask Coalition, or becoming a contributor, you can do all of these things at fightsocialism.org. We hope you'll join us in this crucial fight for the future of our great country. Thanks! This is Dana Lash, and you're listening to Trend Chat. Trend. 
Trinchette is proud to be a part of the Hashtag Life Tribe of Culture Life as they seek to celebrate life through the world of fashion. Go to col1972.com and get 10% off your purchase when you enter the code TRINCHAT. Alright, so... So yeah, like I said um, a couple of minutes ago, uh, have this interview with uh, with Hillary Kennedy, and actually, this is going to be this was a video interview which I haven't done, and I've actually done two already, which I didn't think I was going to do more than one, but I already done two. So uh, this is the second one that I did. I did uh, my first one was. Um, a, a couple of days ago, but this was actually done like yesterday. <laughs> and, um, and so, yeah, so this interview, like the whole episode won't be on YouTube. Well, other than how it's usually on YouTube as far as just showing, uh, you know, there's not a video to the whole episode. Um, but this particular interview will be posted on YouTube, um, by itself. So anyway, without further ado, here is our interview with Hillary. Hello, this is Trent Chat. You hear her every on every episode in the beginning in our intro, and she is the best Hillary by far, <laughs> by by far. And so, everyone, see it's a uh, Hillary Kennedy. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back on. So yes, um, so now I guess when I'm doing these um, video interviews, I guess maybe. Uh, even though I look the, exactly the same, but I noticed the like my background, you can see the flag and all that. Yeah. But um, like I'm literally in I'm in Roswell, New Mexico. So <laughs> and um, just got everything set up right now. And just, you know, I guess it's a little more context I need to add because normally everything is, is audio. But um, but yeah, so I'm just providing that little bit of context. But we're we're going to talk about. Um, a couple of things, but we're going to definitely talk about UFC 257, which is coming up. <laughs> so, yep. And so um, I'm looking forward to seeing it somewhere, wherever I'm at. I have no idea where I'll be on Saturday. But um, hopefully, if not, I maybe just have to watch it on my phone, as I've been doing, actually, because, you know, in the past year or so because of covid every you know bars all that been closed so yeah. most of the time if i'm going to watch anything it's going to be on my phone so same here it's been really hard because with pay-per-view it is expensive so unless you can get several friends to like chip in and come over and because of covid that's also much tougher to do so i've been doing the same thing just trying to catch it on my phone whenever i can yeah and so i know when um i i haven't even watched i think i may watch I haven't watched any UFC pay-per-views in a while. Um, I've been watching the fight nights though. So, uh, so I, cause I had ESPN plus, so I've been watching those. And, but, um, when I heard the news, you know, seeing that Conor McGregor is coming back, I was, I was thinking that while, you know, while we have this whole COVID thing, I was thinking like, he ain't coming back until, until everybody's back in, back in the arena. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, so he's coming back for that. But actually, I don't want to get into that. Yeah, that's going to be last. So I just want to, um, first I want to mention, because you were on the news and why it matters for a couple of months while uh, Sarah was at home for maternity leave. I was. And actually, I, 
Yeah, so I just want to ask you, uh, how was that? How was those uh, few months? It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. It was so nice of Sarah and Blaze Media to trust me with the show for a little over three months while she was gone. And I'm obviously a very different energy than Sarah because she is so um, larger than life and so passionate (laughs) and such a huge Trump supporter. And I am more of a moderator. I love to present the topics and then listen to what the experts have to say. And that's really what I loved the most about it is I didn't give a whole lot of my own opinions because for me, when I was filling in on the show, I really wanted to hear what the experts had to say. So every episode I got to learn something that I didn't know before or hear a perspective that I hadn't considered. So I loved it because it was almost like getting to take a, like a, college class for three months from all of these amazing people <laughs> that study these things that are passionate about these topics and had a lot to say. Yeah, I was actually um, there for one of um, one of them when I was um, visiting the studio. And so, yeah, it was the first time actually being in that, in that one, um, actually, because I've been to the others and, but it was the first time being in, in that particular um, set. And so, yeah, I was there, I think, um, yeah, that was when Chad and Eric was on there on that day. Yeah. And um, but yeah, it's it's it, it's uh, it's actually it's bigger <laughs> than how you see it on TV. <laughs> it is well, and I uh, I have pitched you to the producers because I think you would be such a good fit to come on that show. You've got such a good, fresh, and fun perspective on things. So hopefully, you'll be in the hot seat there sometime soon. Well, I, I appreciate it. I mean, I guess maybe you know one day y'all see me on there. So I, I appreciate the the shout out. <laughs> Now, as far as um, now, so with the past year and and everything that's going on with the pandemic, I'm guessing that probably didn't um didn't hamper too much of your vo- voiceover work. No, I, well, I will say like starting last the end of February until maybe August, it killed a lot of my freelance work because so many people mm. were afraid to move forward with projects. They didn't know what was going to happen with the economy. Um, A lot of businesses were hurting and having to lay people off. And so it was such an uncertain time that a lot of my freelance work was definitely impacted. But around August, September, everything ramped back up. People started going full force. Everything's changed a little bit. Um, Every audition is now via Zoom or via Skype. (laughs) Nothing's in person anymore. If you book a job, they want you to take a COVID test. You have to wear a mask at all times on set if you're doing something in person. So it's definitely changed things a little bit. But for the most part, all the other aspects of my life remained pretty much the same because working in media, you're an essential worker. So I was still going to work every day. Um, My husband and I still went out once everything was opened up last May. We went out to dinner. We eat out all the time because I don't cook. (laughs) So um, we were going out trying to get together with, you know, friends, just trying to live life as normally as possible. Now, now that you said about going out and saying that you don't cook, but yet you have a you have a kitchen in the background. I do have a kitchen. <laughs> it doesn't get a whole lot of use. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> when my mom or my sister comes over, it gets a lot of use, but not from me. <laughs> well, it's a nice kitchen, nevertheless. Oh well, thank you very much. <laughs> now, I mean, I mean, as far as trying to get into everything about the kitchen, I'm pretty sure you probably have um, talked more about it on on your website as well. Oh, yes, I have. We've been we bought an older home um, right kind of at the height of the pandemic. We sold our house, which was kind of scary at first because everyone kept saying in the news 
that houses weren't going to sell, that the stock market was going to tank, that real estate was going to be terrible. And we actually ended up selling our home, praise God, in less than two weeks, which was awesome. Mm. So we, mm. we bought an older home that was built in 1989, and so we are remodeling it. So this was the first room that we started with, and so the kitchen is almost done. But again, with the pandemic, it's delayed a lot of things. So if you're ordering anything or trying to hire contractors, a lot of stuff is on back order or contractors have been swamped because so many people decided after they sat at home for months that they wanted to redo their houses. So just like us, we've been trying to hire everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, when you got that much time on your hands, I mean, especially at home, you start looking around and say, you know what? I can, maybe I need to fix that. or maybe I need to change that. or something like that. So yeah, I can, I can understand, stand all that. But, um, I know with the um, with everything as far as you know the like I said the economy and like I mean you mentioned the stock market I I remember because uh, I I you know I kind of dibble you know look dibble and dabble there with the stock market and um I remember it was March they were like the third week in March of last year I mean it's like everything just went down <laughs> went all the way down to the floor it felt like it yeah. and um for a long time and yeah. I, just just on the stock market aspect, because it's just something because like, like I said, it's just something I dabble with. And just when you mentioned that, that reminded me of like, yeah, it was it was down for a while. It was. It was scary. I think a lot of people didn't know what to do. Do I pull my money out of the stock market? Do I keep my money in the bank? Do I so do I buy Bitcoin? Do I not buy Bitcoin? <laughs> All that keeps coming up, too. So it. It's just been a, a many, many months of uncertainty. And those are the those are the times where I'm like, well, I'm glad I'm a woman of faith and can just pray because God's in control because there's been there really hasn't been a whole lot we've been able to do. You know, where all these things have been out of our control. So I've just been having to have faith that it'll all work out. I mean, I guess the old adage that you hear when it comes to stocks in particular, look, I, I'm not trying to turn this to a stock segment, but but the whole but what you hear is like what um um buy low and sell high. Yep. And so that was the time. I mean, looking back at it now. Just looking at the graph of the stock market, if you look at that, like the third week of, of March to now, for the people, if anybody bought anything right around that time, it probably has doubled its worth. <laughs> yeah. So. I looked really closely at buying stock in some of the cruise lines because they were really struggling and their stock had gone way down. And I thought, well, cruises aren't going to just disappear off the face of the earth. And so I thought long and hard about that. Um, I ended up buying some cryptocurrency instead, not Bitcoin, but you know how they have all these other alternative oh. currencies. Because <laughs> Bitcoin was still pretty high, um, yeah. but they're doing all right. They're not doing great, but they're doing okay. Uh, they do it pretty, yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> wow, this is, this is it feels like it turned into a stock segment, but <laughs> but but, but when you mentioned Bitcoin, because. Um, so I use Robinhood. This is not an advertisement. Hey, they want to, hey, be my guest. But um, but I use Robinhood, so I was able to um buy not I don't have to have I didn't have to buy a whole Bitcoin, I guess. I could just buy a fraction of it. Right. So um being able to do that, that really helped. Cause I definitely couldn't buy like one because it was like nine thousand yeah. dollars. And look. Look, I, I I don't have that type of money. I know I'm doing the podcast and everything, but trust me, I'm not making that type of money. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it's good to have just like a little piece of everything. I feel like you know, having your hand in a couple different cookie jars, it can mm -hmm. be a thing. 
Yeah, the, diversifying your portfolio, I guess that's another adage people say. Yeah. So to so to move away from the stock, because we I am definitely no financial advisor. So, <laughs> um uh, and so in talking about your, you know, in, in your voiceover work, I remember last time um we had you on there where you um mentioned about well you already mentioned about doing um uh, auditions and you have to do everything via Zoom. But mm-hmm. I know you mentioned one thing I that it really stuck with me only because I just found it funny and something I, <laughs> I remember I tell people a lot when I talk about, you know, that particular interview is that um that you did commercials for like drug companies where you <laughs> where you was the you were the voice that was saying, you know, side effects may <laughs> hey, include yeah. X, Y, Z. Here's these 50 things. Right. <laughs> So Surely have you done it? I was like, okay, I'm not going to be taking any prescription drugs anymore. <laughs> so, uh, so have um with everything that's been going on, and have you have you gone to do a couple more? I don't know if you can mention them, but as far as um any, I guess any more of this voiceover work. Uh, I've done. I actually do voiceover work for it's local to Texas, but a. Cadillac, Infinity, and Volvo dealerships. So I do all of their their TV spots every month, which is a lot of fun. Um, I've done several corporate spots this year just for different companies because so many of them are having to have their big leadership conventions or conferences virtually. So now they want Mm -hmm. someone to kind of voice those. So that's been really cool. Um, I did get approached about doing a commercial about uh, the coronavirus and <laughs> constantly wearing your mask and all of those things. And I said, I, that's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so that was kind of interesting. So there have been a lot of those like public service announcement auditions lately for all the stuff that's been going on. I could imagine if you was a, um, if you was approached to do like the Corona vaccine one and have to, had to, had to go down to all the side effects. And all <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, <laughs> may cause death after the second. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's been really crazy because again, there's so much information out there and you don't know which is accurate and which isn't accurate. And I think it's just been such a confusing time for people because, yeah. you know, so many people are super excited about it. We, I have family members that just got it this past week and they were very excited about it. And then there are other people who are terrified of it and say, well, I saw all these people in Norway died from it. So it's, it's been really hard to know, what to do for a lot of people. Yeah. So, so now to the main event. So, <laughs> the top, um, so UFC 257 is coming up, like I said, on Saturday. Um, oh, I forgot the date. It was in the top of my head. You, you know the actual date? 23rd, I believe. 3rd. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have my calendar in front of me. Okay. Yeah. So on the 23rd, and so, yes, I am, you know, I'm looking forward, obviously, to the main event, you know, Dustin Poir- um, Poirier and Conor McGregor. Oh, so yeah. I guess, well, give us your analysis uh, about the upcoming fight. OK, so I think this is going to be such a great fight for people that are maybe just the obviously, if you're a huge fan, you're going to love it. But if you're just a casual MMA fan and you watch UFC occasionally, I think this is going to be a great one to watch because 
Poirier and McGregor are both great strikers. And so it's going to be an exciting fight, I think. Um, if Poirier can make it past the first round, because when they fought back in 2014, Connor knocked him out mm-hmm. in less than two minutes in the first round. Yeah. So now Poirier's grown tremendously since then, is uh, turned into a really formidable fighter. So I think it's going to be a great matchup, and I think we're going to see a lot of blows on their feet, which is what makes the fight exciting. I don't want to see a bunch of on the ground <laughs> sides. I want to see people up striking each other. So I think you don't want to see the ground and pound, as you say. That's right. So I think <laughs> it's going to be a really exciting fight, and it's. It's one that I think, too, has a lot of heart because Poirier, when he started out back in 2014 and he and McGregor were both on the rise, he really let Connor's trash talk get to him. He was very emotional. He was he was far too invested in the emotional side of the fight, and it threw him off his game. So this time I think he's grown and matured, but he has this great story. He was a high school dropout. He's worked very hard to make something of himself, and he's also started this great foundation, the Good Fight Foundation, and huge stars like um, Khabib Nurmagomedov and, and McGregor. They're all making donations to his foundation, which I think is really cool. So he's a super charitable guy. Um, he's worked hard to get to where he is. So he's got a great underdog story. And then McGregor's, I mean, he's the star of the sport. He's made it what it is today. There isn't a person alive, love him or hate him, that doesn't like to watch Conor McGregor. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's true because uh, I'm pretty sure that the the buy rate is going to be, it, it's going to be the highest at least in, in the past year of all, you know, especially with everything that's been going on. I think so too. And McGregor hasn't fought in a year. The last time he fought was last January. Mm-hmm. Cowboy Cerrone. So he's had a whole year to work out, train, get in the best shape of his life. And so I think there's going to be a lot of people tuning in and a lot of people placing bets. I was reading that (laughs) there's already been, I think, two or three bets, maybe more, that have gone for over $100,000 where people are betting on McGregor being the winner. So a lot of money could be made on Saturday night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now, um, I don't know, have you seen any of the embedded videos? Um, I haven't seen much. I haven't seen really any of them lately but have you seen the one for this one coming up um i haven't actually okay so um well the only thing about it is um so they're fighting at fight island in you know abu dhabi yeah and so <laughs> and so one thing i have like i said i haven't been watching the other ones for the you know for the previous uh pay-per-views but right. one, first thing i noticed is that the protocol that they go through as far as you know, having everybody quarantine and everything, and so I just found it. So if if you get a chance to watch it later on, it just when Connor shows up at the hotel, I think he's at the W Hotel over there in Abu Dhabi, and when he arrives, y'all, everybody is literally in hazmat suits when they. <laughs> when they <laughs> When he comes in, uh, everybody, I mean, they got the gloves, they got the full um, suits on, everything, like, why, when he comes in. And I was just like, wow, I mean, the pro- the protocol and everything that they go through, I mean, and I understand, because, you know, especially between those two in particular, because you don't want anybody you know, hitting positive before the fight. Yes, absolutely. It worked so hard to get to this point, and it could yeah. Lead to a title fight, depending on who wins. And Khabib even said mm-hmm. he might be willing to come out of retirement if he sees someone who interests him, you know, yeah. Saturday night, so that he could have a 30 and 0 perfect record. So, I, you know, who knows if that's true or not? He seemed like he was. It, I took him seriously when he said he was going to retire, unlike Connor, who has retired like three or four times. It was all for yeah. show. 
Um, but Khabib, I thought, really was ready to walk away. And maybe he's not done. Maybe he's got one more fight left in him. So I don't want anybody testing positive for coronavirus for lots of reasons, but especially because there's so much writing on this fight. Yeah. Now, I know um, I saw um, when Dana White was talking about um, his conversation. And I think what what, what Dana said there was um, as far as – at the time when he announced his uh, retirement, he was in a very emotional uh, uh, place at that time because, you know, his father just died and a lot of stuff was going on. Right. So maybe, you know, now that he is saying that he is thinking about it. And like I said, I, like what Dana said, I think, is is was you know very true as far as maybe, you know, a, a lot of emotions were going on at the time. And, you know, now he's had some time to kind of uh, sit back. Maybe, you know, maybe now, you know, I'm pretty sure even. Regardless of what happened, I think he's going to come out one, you know, sooner or later, um, for so. at least for at least one more fight, at least. Yeah, I hope he does. I would love to see he and McGregor fight again. I don't know that that's going to happen. They've had so much bad blood, but that would be an awesome rematch. Yep. So I mean, well, first off, uh, well, do you have any other fights um, in the card that you maybe are looking looking to? So I. I didn't know a lot of the other fighters. I haven't, again, this year has been a hard year to follow the fights as closely as I normally do just because of the election mm -hmm. and everything that's been going on there. And I was working on two shows. Um, there's one other major fight. I've got it. I, I didn't follow either of these fighters. And my husband was like, no, this is going to be an amazing matchup. Uh, Michael Chandler and Dan Hooker. So okay, yeah. I, I know but I haven't watched them fight all that often. And so that's going to be a really good one too. And uh, people are excited about that. But the other names on the card, I was kind of like, oh, I'll be interested to watch them fight, but I'm really there just for McGregor and Poirier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure uh, the majority of people are as well. I mean, myself included, because like I said, I haven't watched one and I'm probably, you know, I'm pretty sure I'm going to watch this one. So, so, yeah. um, so before we go, um, I guess tell us about HillaryKennedy.com. Oh, thanks for asking. Yeah, I have a website with a blog, um, and I just kind of do a little bit of lifestyle stuff, tell people about what we're doing. So I have a couple posts about us remodeling our kitchen and walking through like what we did there uh, since we moved into this older home. It's kind of interesting to share with people the things that we're changing, how we're budgeting, um, the stuff that we're choosing for in the house, because a lot of that was stuff I didn't know. I've never remodeled a house before. So I'm doing a lot of that. And then I also have a two-year-old son. So I write some things about, you know, things that are good for toddlers, whether it's toys or food or activities. So I've been doing a lot of that. And then of course I love style and fashion and beauty and all the girly stuff. So I write about some of that too. So I, on my social media, a lot of uh, my Twitter and Instagram, I will talk about some work things, but on my blog, it's a lot of my personal life. Okay. Well, I, well, you already mentioned social media. So if people want to find you on social media and, and get in contact outside of, I guess, other than Hillary Kennedy, Kennedy.com, where would it go? They would go to Instagram. I'm just at Hillary Kennedy and that's Hillary with one L. So H I L A R Y K E N N E D Y. All right. You know, I just want to say thank you for being on you know these past couple of times and also again i thank you all the time for doing the intro for the show and just want to just definitely want to say thank you a million times as much as possible so just thank for everything you've done 
Well, Brian, I really appreciate it. You were so kind to invite me on and include me, and you've done an amazing job. You put together a great show, and you have some awesome guests, so I feel really lucky to be a part of it. All right. Well, well, you know, I had the best Hillary on just now, and <laughs> so so it, it is complete now. So thank you so much for, for joining us. Absolutely. You take care. Commentary as subtle as a sledgehammer. This is Trend Chat. This is Lacey Williams, the founder and president of Expressions Magazine, letting you know that you can order our quarterly magazine and support female conservatives by visiting express-conservatism.com, or you can follow us on social media, on Instagram with the username of expressions underscore conserve mag, or on Twitter with the handle of at express underscore conserve. Get your copy today. All right, so <laughs> thanks again to Hillary for uh, joining us. And so um, I, I actually know what's the, what next, I guess the next episode, I'm not going to say next week. <laughs> the next episode, it's going to be in the next couple of weeks. It, I'm working for next week, but we'll, we'll be talking about the play Hamilton, actually. <laughs> Um, and we'll bring it back another returning guest, uh, the makeup historian, Sarah Long will be joining us to talk about Hamilton and, you know, the historical accuracy or inaccuracies of the play and just other things. And so it was, a um, that was the first video interview was with her was doing that. Cause I've been, um, planning to do that for a while and just, you know, I saw Hamilton on Disney Plus, and um, you know, I'll mention in the interview, so I'll wait till then. But like, there was a part in that actual play that inspired me to want to actually um, have Sarah on to talk about it, which, like I said, which I mentioned in the interview, so I'll wait till then. So, yeah, that's um, so <laughs> that's um, that's rare that I actually know what's the next <laughs> the next episode is going to be because you know this always it's from episode to episode uh with me if you hear I me mean, if you've been been with been with trench chat for any period of time you know that's that's pretty much how it is so but a tradition that we have started um what probably about half a year or so but we're going to continue with now as we continue uh continue to shout out these locations there we go. All right, let me turn that down. So, this in this list, starting off with the cities. Um, <clears throat> okay, this is a new one, but it's in Connecticut. Um, Stonington sounds right, right? Uh, Kapoor, India, Kolkata, India, Laval, Canada. I don't know that one been on there before. Um, Loveland. Colorado, uh, Hamburg, Germany, Lucknow, India, India. I'm about to say Indiana, <laughs> India, uh, 
Alexandria, Virginia. Butler, Pennsylvania. And at the top is Mansfield, Texas. All right. Cool. And as the countries go, we have Canada, Finland, Germany, India, as always, and, uh, and obviously United States. But uh, as far as the percentages go for the countries, it's like 68% United States and then 17% India, 8% Germany, and then 2% for Finland and Canada. So um, as always, I appreciate everyone listening. And, and, and I'm always just, uh, again, look. I know it's going to sound like, oh, he's just repeating himself. But look, I am I'm really shocked to see, especially, you know, to see other countries that listen. I mean, I don't know how that works. I mean, I know how it works as far as the, you know, you you can go to the podcast, go to Apple or any, uh, the, you know, podcast outlets like that and, and find us. It's just the fact that, you know. Especially seeing India on there, it's been on there for a while. <laughs> like ever since we launched with that um that distributor that is primarily in India, it's been consistently on the on the list and with particular cities. So, um, again, and and this goes for everyone. But in saying that, for especially for people who are listening internationally, I would definitely like to get some feedback um just go to trend well to email trenchat 247 at gmail.com and you know you can, um i guess just let me know um how you like the sh- you know like the show so so yeah so again appreciate everyone listening and um this has been a cathartic episode i must say for me <laughs> Um, I can't say I watched the inauguration. I wasn't going to. I didn't. <laughs> kind of reminded me of when Obama was inaugurated. I remember that. I, I, there was a truck stop, and you know it was playing on every TV in the truck stop. And I was there to get some gas, and I got my gas, and I went on. <laughs> so, and um, and I know like to, on inauguration day, I was yeah, I was working. I mean, with this new administration coming in, I'm gonna I'm gonna need to work because I mean. The, Make you have to work even harder because all the taxes they're going to raise on you. Anyway, appreciate everyone listening. And until next time, we'll chat with you later. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. 
Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea.